We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Justin Holiday knocks down the corner three. And that should do it. The New York Knicks are going to improve to 12 and 13, 6 and 7 at home with this win. Vanquishing the Atlanta Hawks. Oh boy. As I sit here and I reflect on what was quite a night, I just think how will the history books remember? One Trey Young alongside the likes of, I don't know, Ivan the Terrible, Caligula, Henry the Sixth. As a as a self-proclaimed king of Broadway, to show up tonight and plant a big fat turd right there. On the middle of the center court at MSG. Ah, it's got to be rough. Did not reign supreme, as it were. King Trey. Might want might to check that stitching there on the back of the old sneakers, my man. Mm, that's too bad. But this is not about Trey Young. It's about the New York Knicks. Uh, fun win. Let's let's be serious for a second. Fun win. Uh, this is two fun wins in a row. Two good wins in a row uh, for the New York Knickerbockers team that not that long ago we were... I mean, even after the Cleveland game. Um, during the Cleveland game, after the Cleveland game, I mean, I'd be curious to see what the reactions are tonight after the Cleveland game. There's a lot of people who are like, man, I'm I'm mad they won tonight. This is delaying the inevitable. Like they need to just clean house and the whole thing. Well, I don't know. There's now two games in a row where the Knicks kind of showed you something. Does that make a difference? I don't know. Uh, I would think that it does. I would think that holding two consecutive teams uh, under 90 points after you hadn't held the team under 100 points for the entire season, I would think that that makes a difference. We're much like the Cavs were the Hawks very bad from the field tonight. Yes, absolutely. They were the, the Atlanta Hawks shot 37% from the field and 16% from three. There were six of 36 from deep. You know, that's probably a little bit of regression to the mean as far as Nick's opponents shooting from three this season. Um, 
they've taken Nick's opponents all year long has ta- have taken a ton of threes. They've hit, you know, a decent number of threes. Um, so like, yeah, there was bound to be some re- regression though. At the same time, like I, I think you have to s- sit here and at least acknowledge that a couple of things probably aren't a coincidence for one, the rotation that has changed and that has now taken uh, Quinn or excuse me, Derek Rose out of it. Um, Cam Reddish has played some nice defense this year for sure. Uh, did not play very nice defense in his, his last few games before he was taken out of the rotation and you've, you've shortened things up, you've tightened things up and you've got Deuce McBride there. I think the fact that now you got your Deuce minutes, you got your quickly minutes, you got your Grimes minutes. Like it can't be a complete coincidence as defense has turned around. That's number one. Number two, I don't think it's a complete coincidence that after the, the, the fire under Tom Thibodeau's seat got its hottest that it has been certainly during his next tenure, you know, the team is playing, you know, it seems at least like they want to, like they want this guy to be their coach. Uh, I can't say that for a fact, but again, you give up under 90 points in two consecutive games. Some of that was on some missed shots. Some of it was on some like pretty good Nick defense. Uh, I thought the defensive effort tonight, by and large, outside of, you know, the, the bugaboo that's been there all season, which is a lack of defensive rebounding. I thought the defense tonight was really good. Closeouts were good. Technique was good. Save for a couple RJ plays. We'll, we'll maybe talk about RJ a little bit later. Um, like individual plays. Good. Across the board, all of it was good. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know in terms of the big picture what all that says. Uh, this game, I I I was saying at the end of the playback because obviously I'm a, I'm a Julius Randall hater, right? Um, can I make an argument for Quentin Grimes as the player of the game? And I was like, no, I can't do it. Julius Randall was was unbelievable. Uh, I'll steal Benji's words from the end of our playback watch party. Shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, he shows you that on any given night, he could still be the best player on the floor and the best player in an NBA game. And he's, he's a really, really, really talented basketball player. And uh, on a, tonight, at least, and really the last couple games, although Cleveland, there were some maybe not great moments. Um, he, he defends when he defends enough, when he gives you enough on defense, which is done occasionally this year. The offense is like offense is great. I just tweeted it out before. This is the first time in uh, Nick's history a player has had 30 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game in which they did not record a turnover. Now, turnovers are a stat that's only been recorded since like the late 70s, I think. So take it with a grain of salt, but still, first time in Nick's history somebody has put up this stat line. Uh, you wish. <laughs> you wish the defensive effort was more consistent because if it was, I think he's hitting the three enough this year. He was six of 12 tonight. Obviously the, the only thing that, that you know leaves a little bit to be desired is it's still very, you know, when the shots falling, you're going to, you're probably going to get really good Julius at both ends. When the shots not falling, that often dictates the rest of his game tonight. The shot was falling. Um, I'm enjoying it. I love it. It was great. Um, good to see. Not to be outdone, Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes finished tonight with 23 points on 11 shots. He was 5 for 7 from deep. Team shot 47% from, from a 3. Talk about, again, regression to the mean. Eventually, this team was going to hit some threes. 
Um, and he was amazing. I mean, like, can't ask any more of a role player in the league. And, you know, give the Knicks this, this amount of credit. Two of their three best players, ostensibly two of their three best players, Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett were bad tonight. And I, I, Jalen Brunson, you, I mean, RJ was, was not good. Um, Jalen Brunson might've been worse. Jalen Brunson had, I think this was Jalen, probably Jalen Brunson's worst game is Nick. I know he's had some bad shooting performances. The offense was clunky when he was in there. He wasn't making quick decisions. He was, as again, as Benji pointed out, he was over dribbling a lot. Um, you know, just wasn't hitting shots. Like he just wasn't good um, on the offensive end. So like two of the next best players had really bad games and like two for 14, four for 13, six of 27 between the two of them, RJ and Brunson. And they won this game going away. And the reason they won this game going away was because of Quentin Grimes, in addition to Julius Randle, obviously, and the defense. Um, I'm not really sure who else we really we need to talk about. I mean, McBride, 27 minutes, obviously, he was massive out there defensively, only got three points. I don't care. He was my third most important player of this game. I'm sure the quickly stuff is going to come up on the post game. So I'm not really going to dive too deep into the quickly thing right now. I will just say that, you know, he was two of eight from the field um, on a day when a, a report came out, shout out Fred Katz. He'll be on the pod tomorrow. Um, you know, report came out that the, you know, the Knicks are talking about him. I don't think that speaking of things that are not a coincidence, I don't think that's completely a coincidence. Um, but look, I, I I don't wanna I don't wanna end the end the pre, pre you know the preamble on a downer. Team played really well tonight. They beat a team that is not in a good place. Um DeJounte Murray going out helped a lot. Good good job by RJ Barrett getting under DeJounte Murray's feet there. Um I it's a good win. It's a good win. And it's it, it's an especially good win because and I'll end with this and then we'll get to the super chats um, sitting there in the second quarter team was up by a team. Everything looks hunky dory. And then all of a sudden Hawks creeping back in, creeping back in, creeping back in the Knicks offense. Can't do anything. Creeping back in. I think the lead got down to one at one point. It was a 17 0 run. The Knicks stemmed the tide. And say it's, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't know who I want to give credit for to, for that. Is it the shortened rotation? Is it the fact that like maybe now after 24 games or 23 games, these guys know like, look, this is what we're going with the rest of the year. We we took a while to figure it out. This is our group. You guys are our group. This is who we're going to roll with. This is who we're going to war with. Maybe that's what they needed. I don't know. Um, still some things that aren't perfect. I'm sure we'll get into all that, but that's all I want to say. Um, and I will do a, a standings check in a bit because I think it is crazy that we, we, we are sitting here talking about a team that after all of the fucking black clouds and doom and gloom and all of the shit, here they are. They're a game back of sixth. <laughs> They're a game and a half back of fourth and the Pacers are losing right now, you know, um, and the Nets almost lost tonight. It's just, you know, a lot of teams are going through it. 
and the Knicks are one of them. And it feels worse here because we're in it, but um, they're 12 and 13. So give them credit for that. All right. Let's do it. Andrew. Hello, sir. Hey, John. Um, first of all, shout out to our friends at WinBet. I will leave you the honor of doing the ad read in just a second. Um, three and three for four night for the betting and sweating crew on the pregame. And just so my nerves and my um, paranoia about how the internet works makes things clear. John did not actually mean good job, RJ, getting under DeJounte Murray's foot. He did not actually mean good job, RJ Barrett, injuring DeJounte Murray. He did not mean that. John, can you just clarify? That is not what you meant. You were being facetious, doing a little joke. And I thought it was mildly humorous, but I understand that our friends in Atlanta, who are not really our friends, might think otherwise. So, John, oh, Atlanta, for the record, clarify. Atlanta, Atlanta can go fuck themselves. So could Trey Young. Yeah, but sure. I was being facetious. Okay. Just need to hear the full sentence so I could just hit play when someone clips this tomorrow. Oh, my God. You are such a nervous, uh, yes. nervous Nelly. Shout out to our friends at WinBet, our friends at Chase, our friends at Factor. Our friends of Blue Eye. <laughs> of course, of course. Shame on you, RJ, for getting on our Yeah, Murray's shame team. on you, RJ. We do not awful condone job. that. Terrible here. job. Terrible. Awful. Now, if it was in Atlanta Brave, that no, people don't want me to talk about baseball. Go ahead, John. All yours. Uh yes, download the Wimbet app or visit www.wimbet.com to start winning. And shout out to the pregame show for going three for four. Good job by them. Uh sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet a hundred dollars. Win a hundred dollars. Download bet win. All right. Good stuff. Let's get to it. I I think it's going to be mostly positive tonight, but who knows? Crazier things have happened. I wonder who we're starting off with. Will Oliver. What's going on, Will? How are you? Thanks for the contribution. Maybe if Trey clicks his heels three times, he will be the king of Broadway. I mean, you got to have some kind of cojones to wear those shoes, you know, on the road. I mean, look, and, and look, granted, I'll give him this. The guy's Killed them. The guy has absolutely murdered the Knicks in the playoffs on the biggest stage, the bow, the whole thing. He's followed it up with other good performances the last few years. Trey Young is a phenomenal basketball player. He's one of the best 10 offensive basketball players in the sport. He's not having a good year, but he's awesome. Sucks to be you tonight, buddy. Andrew, good as the team played, RJ had nothing. The game's bland. All right. Two comments. We got into the negativity. I mean, RJ is in the middle of it right now. Um, You know, it was brought up on playback tonight. Uh, actually, no, I think it was brought up on halftime soon tonight. Shout out. Shout out my boy, Danny, for bringing this up. Um, He has to be affected by what happened this summer, you know, to know that not just that your name came up. It's, it, it, that's the thing. It, it's not that his name came up. It was that the team agreed. They made the dec- they made the affirmative decision. All right, we are putting R.J. Barrett in this deal. We are R.J. Barrett's going to be the centerpiece of the deal. It's about crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And he hasn't come back from that yet. And I, I do think that that's what it is. Um, I think he's going to come out of it. He has because he's a better basketball player than this. He's not. He's not this. You know, like I, I'm I'm harder on RJ than most, but he's not this. He's going to come out of this, 
And I don't know what it's going to look like when he comes out of it, but he's going to come out of it. And I, I think he's going to come out of it for the Knicks. If for no other reason, then they're, I can't imagine they're going to trade him if he's in the middle of this. So, yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Brian Benjamin, what's going on? If you go down the list, I think Tibbs lost the locker room. Sims, Rose, Evan, Obi, IQ, Cam. Like each one has a fair gripe with the coach. Um, if, well, so a couple things. I guarantee you he didn't lose Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose would go to his grave defending Tom Thibodeau. Um, don't think Sims, um, don't think, oh, this was a, this was something sent in at halftime. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, OB, I don't know. I've been told the, you know, and, and I, I think that just reasonable, reasonable minds can, can, um, deduce that the organization is still high on OB Toppin. Uh, you know, Cam? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure Cam wants the hell out of here. I, I would imagine Emmanuel quickly wants the hell out of here. I'm sure if Evan if Evan um, Fournier never played or never saw Tom Thibodeau again in his life, um, he'd be fine. At the end of the day, it's tough to say that you've lost a locker room if you go out there and you give this sort of defensive effort two games in a row. And it, it was kind of across the board defensive effort. The only guy who's not really like whose defense is, was really glaringly bad tonight was RJ. And again, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's an RJ, you know, being like, I'm not, I'm not giving it my best for this coach right now. That's, that's RJ being in a, in a weird place. So that would be my two cents. I mean, look, we, I, I, we talked about it on the playback. Like there's, there's going to be tip hatred. They could win 20 games in a row. There's going to be people hating on tips. It's I, I, would expect nothing less, but got to call a spade a spade sometimes. Uh, Yanni Golan. What's going on, Yanni? Hi, KFS. If the price for uh, Donovan Mitchell was Quentin Grimes, I'm glad we didn't pay it. All right. I love the Quentin Grimes love. Now, if we can somehow get the Bulls to take RJ and Rose and two of our protected picks, oh my goodness, for Levine, we could be a good pretty young team now thoughts so i will i'm not gonna i'm not gonna divert course just because his uh for anybody who didn't see it Woj brought up levine's name as like oh would the knicks sniff around levine after they didn't get a star this summer in donovan mitchell that contract scares the bejesus out of me um i don't know what that dude's knee looks like he's not playing he's not shooting well this year at all he is. It's, it's something's not right physically. It seems. I know he had a really good game the other night. Um, I know they are. I think in the process. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Wizards tonight. I have. He probably had a good game. I would I would guess because they scored 115 points. Um, yeah, eight of 19, 25 points, five of nine from three, five assists. Like yeah, maybe he's looking good now. Five years, two hundred. Five, 210, whatever it is, 215, something, something, it's $40 million a year for a guy with a knee question mark. That, that scares me a lot. Now, the price you're proposing is basically like, hey, Chicago, if you just want to get out from under the contract, we'll take it on for you. You know, 
do, do you take a meeting? Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you probably have a meeting about it. Um, just cause that dude's really good when he's healthy. And at the same time, it's like, there's a part of me that wonders if Zach Levine was on our team, would be would, even, even when he's playing well, would we be having some of the same conversations about him that we have by Julius Randle? Zach Levine's a better player than Julius Randle. Offensively, he's a he's has a world's better track record. Julius has the one big season, and now this year, kind of. Zach Levine has been one of the top 15 offensive players in the sport for the last two years and maybe even the last three years. Um, but like big time defensive liability, decision making, not always there. Um, he's gonna have the ball in his hands all the time. He's not he's not your point guard, but he's he needs to have the ball in his hands a lot. Like a team with Zach Levine on it, what what is that team's ceiling? You know, I don't I don't know. I you know, I, I suppose I would have talked to Tim's about it. Coach the dude. Um it's gonna be a no for me though, for right now. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? Massive Julius trade value game. The only king titles Trey Young holds are king hashtag king of bald waves and hashtag king of fraud jays. I like that. Both of those are pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, if they keep playing well, I'm gonna be be really, really, really interested to see if they move Julius. That's the thing with Julius, right? If they're playing like crap and he's not playing well, tough to move him. If he's playing good and they're winning games. Will they move them? You know, but I hear you. Build through ties. What's going on, man? These W's are so meaningless. Shake my head. Rest in peace, Cam. Hashtag fifty three regrets. I mean, look. If you're if you think the mean the wins are meaningless, like I don't, I don't know. I like. I guess turn off your TV for probably the next for a while. Because the front office is not going anywhere. Um, and actually, more importantly than that, the owner's not going anywhere. They could fire Leon Rose. James Dolan could fire Leon Rose tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I said it after the Dallas game. It's He he wants an entertaining product at MSG. It's the, it's the bad losses that get to him because he doesn't like hearing the boos. He doesn't like hearing... He doesn't like the shit that he hears in games where they get their asses kicked. If the team's mostly fun, James Dolan doesn't really give a shit about anything else, you know? Um, and unless he sells the team, that's not changing anytime soon. So if you're saying the wins are meaningless, I, you know, I don't... I, th- that's fair. It's very fair. It's completely fair. But I don't... I, I mean, honestly, I, you know, root for the guy to sell the team. It's really all there is to it. Uh, Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? Appreciate the contribution. Tibbs' stubbornness will be his downfall. Tonight's game was a win on paper, but I can't help but feel that the rest of the team is checked out. <laughs> well, I'm afraid of what's going to happen when we start losing. I, I'm surprised, man. I, I uh, people are man. I guess when people are out, they're out. Um, was a win on paper, but I can't help but feel that the rest of the team is checked out. Again, who's the rest of the team? Because if you go through it, I mean, was I don't know. It was, it was Julius Randle checked out tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Julius Randle is just a weird basketball player, and he is 
has never shown the ability to be fully engaged defensively. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't get the sense that that Julius is 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 checked out and like go up and down the list. Is Jalen Brunson checked out? No. Quentin Grimes checked out? No. Mitchell Robinson checked out? No. Jericho's uh, Miles McBride, Emmanuel Quickly, are they checked out? I mean, Quickly struggling a little bit. I don't think he's checked out. Um, Hardenstein, is he playing like guys checked out? No. I mean, you know, Obi, Obi struggling from the field again, but is Obi playing like a guy who's checked out? No. Like, I just named the rotation. If you're worried about the guys on the bench, if you're worried about Cam, I mean, again, I know the Cam Hive is alive and well, and it's cool that you care about the guy. Front office doesn't care about them that much. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Trying to move him elsewhere. Uh, Haitian Ferg. What's going on, Haitian? Love the defense tonight. Randall balled out. Grimes and McBride handled Trey Young. And the nine-man rotation is now 2-0. King of Broadway was neutralized. LOL. Let's go Knicks. Yeah, that's, I'm here for that energy. I'm here for that energy, 100%. Oh, look at this. Andrew Claudio coming through with the stats. Knicks are up to 19th in defensive rating per NBAStats.com. I love it. Uh, see, we went from 26th to 19th in two games. There you go. That's what a little, little uh, cleaning up the three-point defense will do for you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Um, Dom the Dentist. Damn the Cam Reddish truthers. Shout the F out to Quentin Grimes. I think we keep Julius and trade the fat off the team for more assets to get the star. I'm in. Um, I, hmm. Trade the fat off the team. I'm assuming you mean the, the guys that aren't playing. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, they're trying. They'd like to. <laughs> uh, I love Quinn Grimes. Uh, he's part of the solution. 100%. As for damn the Cam Reddish truthers, like, again, it's it was the same conversation that I had with people this summer with RJ, right? And RJ's value. The market tells you... The market tells you what you have. And the Knicks took calls on Cam Reddish this summer. I'm pretty sure um, Fred Katz's article today said that the Knicks have been talking to teams about Cam Reddish this year. He called the market sparse. Like, the Hawks tried to trade this guy for months, and they finally got a barely, barely a first-round pick because it might not convert as a first. And they jumped on that shit like you wouldn't believe. And the rest of the league, and and Fred wrote it today. Shout out again, Fred Katz. No one's given the Knicks what they gave up for Cam. So the Cam truthers could think that everybody has their head up their ass and nobody knows what this guy is and nobody knows what this guy could be. And he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a wonderful player waiting to happen. Like the, the inconsistency is what it is. And the way that he responded, I think to losing his starting job to Quentin Grimes, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with what we've seen from Cam Reddish over the course of his career with how he's handled adversity. Um, you know, wanted out of Atlanta. Now he wants out of New York. So apologies to the cam truthers, but um, you know, the, the, the last thing I'll say on that is like shame on the front office 
and the coach, both of them, for how like their approach to this thing and like they should have probably never gotten to begin with. And like it speaks very badly about how they've mismanaged this asset and like all of the things, all of the things, all that's true. But but both things could be true. Okay. Uh, next up. <laughs> Hush you. Oh my goodness. What their Knicks to do with the Knicks are doing to Cam is legitimate malpractice. They're treating him like he was Kemba. He was a net positive for us, and to kick him is nasty. I mean, you know, um, he played some good games. He was a helpful player. Um he did what was asked of him for the most part. Uh he didn't really shoot it. You know, like he had some really awful offensive possessions. Um, he's not a guy that is creating for you at all. Every time he tried to create, it looked worse than than any any player uh, that has tried to create for the Knicks this year or in some time. Uh, he's good at attacking closeouts. Uh, he gives you some nice splash plays on defense. He gives you a nice late on defense. He's good energy on defense. Like a lot of good things Cam did this year. Um. It would be really nice if they could have made it work. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And again, you could you could criticize their direction, criticize their direction all day long. Trust me, I have a newsletter coming out on Friday. It's going to fucking kill them for the direction that they've taken with this team. But if you are where they are at right now, which is trying to win games. I, I'm not sure I could sit here and I could criticize the decision to take Cam out of the rotation. That's tough for me to do. Um, and that's unfortunate. You know, but it just is what it is. Zach Munger, what's going on, Zach? I feel nothing with these past couple wins. Something that just seems off about the vibes. Hashtag grimy season. Um, okay. Uh, I Look, I, I'd be curious to see if that changes. You know, the so again, they're 12, 12 and 13. Shout out to Andrew, just told me they are um, up to 15th in net rating. So they are as mid as mid can get. Their next bunch of games at Charlotte, who almost beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn tonight, then home for Sacramento, at Chicago, who two games in a row, putting things together a little bit, at Indiana, who's may or may not be trying to tank away the season. Like, do they win? I don't know. Do they win three of those games? Do they go three and two? Do they get back to 500? Like if this team is 15 and 15 after 30 games, does, does that matter? If this team is 16 and 14, dare I say, after 30 games, like at some point, will people get back on track with this season? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's your, you know, that's, that's between you and your God, I guess. Um, but thing, but the, the, you're right in that things are in flux. The roster's in flux. Guys know they're being discussed in trades. Quickly knows he's being discussed in trades. And they're a team that's a little bit, you know, they're in the middle of it right now. But they're still fighting. I'm enjoying it. Danny K. Thank you for the very generous contribution, Danny. Contributing what I won off of a nit of a Hawks fan tonight. Hey, thank you, my man. F. Trey Young, Sims floater? Yes, please. 
I didn't get. I didn't record that one. I shut my zo- my uh, quick time off before that. That's a bad job by me. I knew saying it. Just enjoy the wins, Knicks fans. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, you know, and like the shame of what this front office has done, and I guess if you want to say what this coach has done, is it really? I think there are a lot of people, a lot of diehards, a lot of people who really spend a lot of time thinking about this team and caring about this team, and are invested in a lot of these young players and like all those things. It's become really like genuinely, I do believe it's become hard for them to enjoy wins and you can, you know, you can criticize people's fandom, but at the end of the day, like if that's your natural reaction, I mean, that's, it is what it is. Like it's, it's your natural reaction. And that means something is wrong. Something is wrong with, their approach like you know you should never have a a segment of the fan base especially a a segment of the fan base that probably cares about the team the most that is sitting there after games being like i feel nothing like that's not you know that's not cool uh thanks danny wambler who's better in two years quen grimes or rj barrett (laughs) uh next question please (laughs) oh man I, I, I think it's still a question. I, I, it's a question. I, I, I know who. I, with the way the with with with, if I was building my NBA team, I, I would take Grimes. But that's me. Um, maybe RJ's better. RJ could be better. I just think RJ's a tougher fit because I don't trust the defense and I don't trust the shot. And unless he becomes a star player, um. You want a guy who could defend and shoot. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Quentin Grimes is the best thing about this team. No disagreement right now. He is the he is the guy I enjoy watching the most. Incredible D and three. Um, how about finishing? Yes, he finishes great. Wonderful finisher. Great attacking closeouts. Does a lot of things Cam was doing, except better. Quick, crisp decisions. Love Reggie Bullock, but we beat Atlanta in 2021 with Quentin Grimes. Whoa! That's a take. I don't know about that, man. Julius was fucking horrendous that series. And uh, they didn't have Mitch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be lame. I would have been curious, though. Might be a better series. David Futternick. Trey Yawn. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you. Dom the Dentist. Um... You know that troublesome, that trombone they play behind a fat person walking. Oh, my God. I hear that in my head every time RJ tries to make a basketball move. It's it's not great right now. Again, I feel I, I don't want to. It's just it's not great right now. It's just not great. I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's just not great. Um, Hush Zoo with one more. I also found your stance swapped. On cam odd, um, I don't know what that your stance on swapping cam odd. I don't know. Um, anyway, Grimes was the only Nick to move me this game. Randall abusing a twenty-year-old. LOL. Good for him. Now hashtag trade thirty. Yes, a lot of a lot of fans in this camp right now. Uh, Rowan Beckford Senior. What's going on, Rowan? Bad play. Uh, in parentheses, errors, bad play, bad players, notwithstanding, if the Knicks hadn't lost some of those leads and lost those close games, what would the narrative be right now? Yeah, I'll repeat something that I said um, earlier on playback. 
taking it even more direct, go back and look at some of RJ's shooting games. And again, I'm not trying to pile on RJ. Like he's had a rough start to his his year. He'll get better. He'll be fine. All those things. But like, if he just shoots, you know, average, slightly below average in some of those games, some of those close close losses, I'd have to go back and look like game by game. You know, does that make a difference? Like, it really does. And like, look, you look. Can you sit here and be like, well? There would still be bad vibes because you'd still have like the terrible Boston loss. So you'd still have, you know, the terrible um, Dallas loss. And like you'd still have the terrible like if you're talking about the close games, like the Portland game, the Memphis game, the even the the Bucks game. You want to tell me like one or two of those go differently and then maybe they don't lose one of those leads. Like Maybe they don't lose the Hawks lead. Right. Something like that. Like. That's an interesting conversation because like if we're sitting here with this roster and we're talking about a team that is uh, you know what would they be? They would be what? 4 15 and something? Um yeah, so they would be what? 15 and 10? Even 14 and 11. Like yeah, I think the I think the narrative would be very different. <laughs> but they're not. They lost those games and 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 they have to own that. You know, they have to own that. Um, Juanon, thanks for the contribution. Great win, but let's talk about what we really want. KFS fan night at a JD and the straight shot concert. I don't know if that one's going to happen. That might not. That one might not be coming to fruition. Might not. We'll see. We'll work on it. Um, Chris Carter, what's going on, Chris? Not much to complain about today. Gee, you could have fooled me. <laughs> but we are. Oh, here we go. Here's a complaint. But regarding RJ, um, I know the offense will come and go with him. But how did he become such a bad defender? Genuinely asking. The the defense is 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 so much more worrisome to me than the offense. Like he's gonna make shots. Like he made shots shots tonight. He was he was two or six from three tonight. Like that's you know not great, but. Fine. 15 points on 13 shots. Okay. Not not ideal. But like some of the decision making is like eh, not what you want. But like, okay. The defense to become just a substandard wing defender in the NBA. I mean. And substandard is putting it politely. I don't know the answer. I, I really don't. I, I have to think it's in his head a little. I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, there's it's just he has a handful of defensive plays a game. But like the one where where Tom and and Benji were going back and forth on Twitter with the with the cha cha slide joke, where he was, I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do with with I think it was a, uh, AJ Griffin driving. What what what's happening? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope he knows. Hope he has some ideas. It's not good. Thanks, Chris. Uh, good question. Good comment. Harry Donor. Uh, I don't see your comment. I'm sure Andrew will get it up here soon. If it's just contribution, thank you for the contribution. Janky AF. I like the Knicks. I like when they win. I like KFS. My favorite comment of the night. Thank you, sir. 
Um, Jostle focused. You know, if you trade Randall, a role opens up for Cam. I'm going to go out and I look. I, I, I did this in the preseason. And I don't know if anybody crucified for me for me for it. You should have. Because I sat here in the preseason and I said, zero chance Cam is ever playing a meaningful role for this team. I said that. I said those words. And I believed it at the time because I thought they were out on him. And then, wouldn't you know it, Quentin Grimes gets hurt. Cam Reddish comes in. Cam Reddish plays pretty good. A little inconsistent, but pretty good. And off we go. Um, so maybe famous last words for a second time, but I think the cam thing is done, you know? And I thought the fact that tonight Obi Toppin got injured in the, uh, and didn't come back in the game after halftime and they went out and he tips essentially played an eight man rotation until garbage time. That, that that told me something, you know. Um, now, if Obi was out, if if there's a report that comes out in a week or whatever, or not in a week, uh, in like later today or, or tonight or tomorrow, that that Obi Toppin's out for some extended period of time, I don't know. Does that change things? We'll see. Not sure. Uh, Joseph Brendan, what's going on, Joseph? I thought Deuce was great tonight. He's my my third best player of the game. Six legitimate assists. Got into the paint with some consistency. I need him to teach RJ how to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, RJ... You know, uh, look, I'll say a lot of things about RJ. He could get into the paint. Things aren't great for him right now, but he could get into the paint. Um, but Deuce has... Deuce is wonderful. Love Deuce's game tonight. No complaints about Deuce. Even hit three, which is wonderful. And it wasn't even a G League game. Uh, Sean Ford shouts to Quentin Grimes. Is it possible that Grimes and Deuce and a nine-man rotation are somehow the keys to unlocking this team? Am I believing again? Damn it. I'm right there with you, Sean, man. Uh, The Kool-Aid is never, it's never far off. It's never far off. Um, I think the nightmare rotation helps a lot. I think any coach in the league would tell you that he thinks that their team, his team will play better with a nightmare rotation. Having the defensive backbone, Grimes, Deuce, and quickly, I think that helps a lot. Um, I, I still think you need a little bit I, I want to see a little bit more. It, it's still tough. The, the couple of areas that still concern me going forward is like RJ, when he has these games on offense, it's like, oh my God. Um, the nights where Julius isn't hitting his three-point shot. I think you tend to get a different version of Julius in other aspects of his game as well. I think the three really spurs him on. Um, defensively, can this team continue to survive minutes with Julius and RJ on the floor at the same time because neither they've been both just not been very good. Uh so there's still questions, but like the the team that we're seeing right now, is this a team I feel pretty confident can be a five hundred or a five hundred ish team? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
you know, but I have a feeling a uh, a trade is coming. Jay Wright, what's going on, Jay? I think guys got to come off this steadfast hashtag fire Tibbs take. He's bent a lot in the last few weeks. Guys got to play well. Well, I'll just leave that one there and <laughs> I'll just leave that one there. Um, I've, I've done all the I've done enough uh, Tom Thibodeau defending for one lifetime. So uh, Charles Berg, what's going on, Charles? Uh, King of horrific hairlines. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I like Benji's Lord Farquaad tweet. Man, the Celtics are so good. I have the Celtics on right now. They're up to like 24 in Phoenix. They are just not a fair basketball team. Uh, Jostle focus the one more. You mean to tell me that the more high energy, high decision making players get minutes, the better this team looks under this coach? <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. And like, again, that's one of those interesting conversations to me about like, well, does Tibbs deserve all of the blame for taking so long to, to make the necessary rotation um, decisions? Does he get none of the blame because he was dealing with 18 with uh, Evan Fortier with $18 million? I'm like, Cam Reddish still ostensibly an asset. And like Derek Rose, a guy who is getting paid, you know, $14 million this year and kind of the whole thing. Like, you know, as, as with most things, I think the blame, you know, some of it goes on Tibbs, some of it goes on the front office, right? If it's, if it's 70, 30, one way or another, that's up to you. But yeah, <laughs> high energy, quick decisions, like, and eventually you'll make shots, right? Like, it's amazing how much high-energy defense and quick decision-making often lead to made shots, <laughs> you know? And for the most part, they hit those shots, and I, with the uh, exception of that uh, second-quarter stretch. Um, I do... Um, so, Cam, I guess, was asked tonight about what the reports were, and he deflected it, apparently, uh, saying that the reporters seem to know more than him um, and I think he said something like, that's the nature of the beast. Um, I'll have to listen to the whole thing, but, uh, yeah. So not, not much from cam. I don't think not, not that I would expect much, uh, Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? When do we start the Grimes? John Starks comparisons. Ooh, boy. Ooh, scrappy gets hot quick and a good locker room guy. Um, Different sorts of players. Like John Starks was just such a. He fed so much off the chip on his own shoulder and like came from such a different. He took such a different track. Like, you know, John Starks had to claw and scratch his way up from like. I mean, he was not a, you know, a big time recruit and like, obviously he wasn't drafted and like he spent time, whatever in the CBA and like the whole, like Quentin Grimes was a top 10 recruit. You know, he was humbled. Boy, was he humbled in at, at Kansas and then had to kind of re recreate his career and like credit for him for still being a first round pick. I just as player types, not, not crazy. I think Quentin Grimes, and and look, John Starks was was a, a wonderful defender. I think he was still limited by just the physical. He just had certain physical limitations. I think Quentin Grimes could be a legitimately 
like really, really impactful defender in the backcourt. I think he's, you know, his size, not that he's that big. He's not one of these big wings, but like he's big enough. Not crazy. Not crazy, but we, yeah, he's got to earn it. John Starks. It's John Starks, man. One of the 10 greatest Knicks ever. Um, so uh, Eric Z. First time, long time, John. What's going on, Eric? For real, but hat tip to Robert. Uh, why do you think it took Tibbs fighting for his job to change the rotation and go with um, defense first, getting Deuce on the floor? It's a great question. I think this and you, 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 you can, you can um, accuse me of being a Tibbs apologist after this answer, but if you want my honest answer, this is my honest answer. I think Tibbs and is part of the decision-making apparatus for this team. And I think they were trying to serve a lot of masters heading into this year. And I think like, I'm sure that Tibbs had an inkling that this is the direction maybe he wanted to go at the same time, like to, Bench in Evan Fournier, you know, after he just set your franchise record for threes and like he's guaranteed $37 million over the last two years. Like that's tough to do out of the gate. It took him however many games it took him to bench Fournier. Now, to get to this point involved benching Reddish, it involved benching Rose. Again, Derek Rose. I think if the, okay, here's the, here's the criticism of Tibbs. Probably took him a little bit too long to look at the Derrick Rose situation and be like, it's not coming back. You know, but again, can you can you blame Tibbs for taking 23 games to do that? I think that even that is a little bit organizational, right? Because they traded for Derrick Rose and then they signed Derrick Rose to a three-year contract, two years fully guaranteed. He's been a massively important player for this team for two years. He's a former MVP. Guys look up to him. Guys respect him. Like, I think you needed to give that guy a bit of a leash, you know, and let him again. And that is that is separate and apart from the organizational decision, the organizational decision to continue to bring in veterans and pay veterans. I'm just talking about from a Tibbs point of view, um, you know, but. I'm sure different people may differ. Reasonable minds may differ on, on all of that. 